Used tires. These are things I think taste like black licorice. <laughs> Used tires. Used tires. Um, Your uncle's neckerchief. Hey, leave Gary out of this. I wasn't talking about Gary. I was talking about Seth. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I know. That guy's a dick. Him and his weird and leather neckerchiefs. <laughs> well, Evan's the one that likes to eat them, so. Yeah, no, He's all right. He's the real yeah, sociopath here. Hang on. Shit, shit. Sean, Shit, who is it? Is someone here? Why am I so paranoid about this? I'll be right back. We haven't even introduced the podcast yet. Uncle Gary? Gary? Hey, Uncle Gary. Excuse me. I promise I was not talking about you before. It's not... I'm not afraid anyone's talking about me, but they shouldn't be. Where are my neckerchiefs? Um, have you checked with Seth recently? Seth? Oh, yes, Seth. Oh, I hate his neckerchiefs, though. Well, I was just wondering if maybe he had yours, because I've been seeing him sporting a lot of neckerchiefs lately. That one time. A gentleman never tells. Anyway, I'm going to go see Steph and see if he has any word on my neckerchiefs. I don't know where Sean went, but uh, do you want me to let him know you stopped by? Um, eh. Okay, cool. <laughs> see ya. So come on and bring your jukebox money. Wow. Sean, where did you go? Sean. Yeah, I'm right here. Oh. I just, yeah, I had to get something from my car, and then, like, I saw Fred Schneider on the way out. That was Apparently, like, he drove my Uncle Gary here? Yeah, I was wondering about that. I don't know. I hope they're hooking up. That'd be cool. I mean, good for your Uncle Gary, I guess. He could be, like, Gary Schneider. Good for Fred Schneider, frankly. Yeah. He could do a lot worse than Uncle Gary. I don't know. Oh, yeah, by the way, welcome to Apocalypse Now, a podcast dedicated to ending, if not preventing altogether, the apocalypse in which we currently live. I'm Sean, and we're coming to you from the Fortress of Seanitude in Hampshire County in beautiful western Massachusetts. Yeah, that was our cold open, motherfuckers. That's how we start the podcast, but not begin the podcast. We do that now. Appropriation. Yeah. Sad history of white men wishing they were rappers. It is a sad history anytime a white man is a rapper. Not anytime. Uh, oops, sorry. I mean, I love Just all white only rappers. Only 90% of them. <laughs> like 90% of I, white guys yeah, who I, rap I don't really are hate sad. All. That's not fair. Like, there's like the Beastie Boys, there's LP. Run the Jewels. That's what I was going to say. I was like, Beastie Boys, run the Jewels. Done. Yeah. I'm done with that. Well, no, then there's... Yeah, there's a pretty steep drop-off from there. Um, I mean, granted, I guess, you know, if you're cool with people that like to talk about murdering their exes. See, Courtney, I was trying to avoid that man's name. <laughs> well, we talk can't. About white How can we possibly avoid it? Because he's been making the same record for 20 years. I mean, nothing. Oops. How we suck you, though? What, slam you with him? Son oh of the doo Yeah, I would go back and listen Gotta to that album. Gotta be asking about the I'm a dapper kind of new now. Whoa, what happened? This isn't even a good Eminem impression anymore. Oh, wow. See, like whenever I try to do an, um, an Italian accent, it just slips into Jamaican. And anytime I try to do an impression of Eminem, I'm just doing Jodie Foster from the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, hey, Slim, what you mean? Trays. Trays in the wild. Oh Trey and the Wham. 
Oh, God. Oh, wow. All you right. really brought me back. I did. Well, actually, Foster's finest work. and this was totally intentional, not just a riff that kind of happened to coincide with the theme of our show. Um, that bit of nostalgia is going to be followed up by people who are also obsessed with nostalgia in that um, in pop culture right now, something having a bit of a quote unquote moment is the phrase, OK, Boomer, Ugh. which is a. Uh oh. All right, here comes a divided podcast, um, which is a brilliant response to some boomerism shit that everyone's been hearing for probably your entire life at this point, Sean, and the entirety of mine. You're Sean 21 years later. So basically anything we've said to them in the last all our lives has just been something where they're like, and we're just like, OK, boomer. So I think it's great. It is absolutely done to death at this point, but that's why we're talking about it in the podcast. So it can come out three months after we do this and and everyone will be like, why? <laughs> Completely why irrelevant. are you talking about this? Completely irrelevant and like and like relevant short enough ago that it's kind of unsettling. So but <laughs> like Uncanny Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's yep. like that uncanny valley feeling where it's like, this hasn't been going long enough. Oh no. So yeah, but that's what where day we're gonna, is it anyway? Yeah, but that's what we're gonna uh, that's what we're gonna dedicate our episode to. Um and so baby boomers, who are they? What are they? Should we care? Um but have you seen any? Have I you lost, seen any? I lost one on the subway. <laughs> Just kidding. I know where all, like all my boomer boomy boomers are. When you're on the subway. So, um, Courtney is my co-host. I am. Hi, it's me. It's Courtney. Courtney is my name. Don't wear it out. Do you still say that? Nope, probably not. Yeah, I don't know if probably I Probably with that a good like reason. I'm not sure it really lands the current climate. No, you know, people are wearing stuff out all over the place. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how I feel about OK Boomer. That's mostly why I made the ground the groan noise. All right. You it's know what? Just, yeah. I'm so sick of it at this point. But like, I think the first couple times it was really good. Like, I get it. I get the joke. Ha ha. It's funny. But do you? But like, I'm over it now. But, you know, I think it's like just rebellion because of all of the, you know, anti millennial yeah. things that used to go around all the time right there's been a lot of a lot of millennial bashing so i think that it was there still is sweets. a lot of millennial bashing i just i like to tune it all out man i like to focus on positivity i don't i like to constantly be in a state of vague rage just vibrations that flow from me to you brah peace and love do, 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 do. all right well we're gonna get back into that in a few minutes but Groovy. I just wanted to talk about why we're doing this today, and it is for the reason I just gave, but it's also because I was at work and I heard uh, we didn't start the fire for the first time in a long time, and I listened to the lyrics, and... Who did start the fire? Um, We don't know. Inconclusive. It's just, it's always been burning since the world's been turning. Unclear. So it's like... Ancient aliens, get this. My guess is it's either the chicken or the egg that started the fire. Whoa. Think about it. I am. Yeah. And it's blowing my mind. And mind blown town. But it's just so basically the thing about we didn't start the fire because it's just such like a pop culture kind of like staple at this point is, you know, 
just kind of is like Billy Joel's just constant repeating of like cultural events from at that point, the last 40 years. And it's just like, and it's just the most baseline, like checklist kind of stuff. Like, you know, red China, Johnny Ray. And that is of course, referring to red China, meaning the, you know, overthrow of the communist government and becoming the first post-Soviet communist superpower that's just that's just red china and i think my favorite part and that kind of illustrates the rift between boomers and people who actually have to live with their consequences are um is billy joel ends the song and i believe it's rock and roll and cola wars i can't take it anymore and cola wars like what in your life was so disturbed by the cola wars that you were like i need to end this song where i talk about the last 40 years by saying the fucking cola wars man that's it that's it i'm done i'm done i'm just done i'm billy joel we didn't start the fucking fire but i'm just done with this cola war shit i don't even remember the cola wars and i was alive for them am i am i meant to know what the cola wars are the cola war exactly oops so it's like all right so like the cola wars and again like i'm actually saying this as someone who doesn't remember them so i think these are what they are let's call this Sean's history corner go i agree sean's history corner all right yeah my history corner so today people we're going to talk about the cola wars something that happened in the late 80s early 90s um where coke and pepsi were that is the kind of cola i was like is it a soft drink war yes basically war of the soft drinks okay go on yeah it's sort of like it's sort of like how like the cold war was between the u.s and russia and um you know like so like you know like mountain dew is cuba and um Dr. Pepper is Brazil. And, um, but, but basically it was between Coke and Pepsi. And that's when you got new Coke. That's when you got crystal Pepsi. That's when you got like all that like weird stuff they did because they were all trying to top each other. It was the cold war of cola. Yeah. Wow. Is it? Thank you so much for educating me and all of our listeners. No problem. All right. So we're going to have Sean's history corner theme closing put here yeah tag the coda 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 wars but yeah is it any coincidence that cola wars and cold war are only off by one letter or two if you're actually gonna you know pluralize one that's what i'm saying yeah this must be a conspiracy must be by billy joel who just couldn't take it anymore so basically, We Didn't Start the Fire is sort of a rundown of baby boomer history because Billy Joel is a baby boomer and baby boomers. All right. Well, let me go ahead and start this off by defining what a baby boomer is. Baby boomers are people born between the end of World War II and 1960. Basically, America's born to run through born in the USA or free will and Bob Dylan through blood on the tracks or rubber sold through Abbey Road phase of American history, where it's just, we were just hitting gold and these people were kids. Um, They witnessed all the key events in post-war American history, the civil rights movement, the assassination of JFK, the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, 
just the absolute craziness of the late 60s, Woodstock and Altamont, the mood landing in 2001, A Space Odyssey, um, the original SNL cast, and of course, Xanadu. Uh, Baby boomers are also the subject of the Diane Keaton movie, Baby Boom. And the thing is, we know all this about boomers, like just sort of who they are and what makes them who they are is because they have yet to shut the fuck up about it. And (laughs) and it just it's constant. It's the golden age of America, the golden age of America, which at this point is 15 to 20 years before anyone who's an adult in America was born. Now, like. 40 like a zillion years like it's just like (laughs) so many years yeah so it's just like it's just this constant reminder that we lived in the real america you did not so bow down to us having lived in the real america because you know boomers both hate entitlement and feel entitled to everything right yeah how does that work out exactly i've thought about it a lot and i think it just comes down to they don't care they're just like, you know what? I feel entitled to this, and you're not entitled to that. Yeah, they like it does kind of seem like they think they should have everything and that we should have literally nothing. Literally nothing. And it's weird. Yeah. So it's just that's that's kind of their approach, largely because after the 70s crushed their countercultural hopes, most of them sold out, voted for Ve- voted for Reagan, not voted for Vegan. <laughs> Which would have um, been better given the yeah, circumstances. Yeah, I really wish they voted for Vegan because that Maybe maybe we wouldn't all be dying in 10 years. Um, And then they just made a lot of money after that and generally raised their children poorly. Um, That being said, uh, asterisk there, I am not saying that my parents raised me poorly, nor am I saying... Courtney's parents raised her poorly, nor am I saying... Well, they definitely did. Oh, okay. Have you been listening to the podcast? (laughs) I mean, probably pretty obvious. All right, so my parents didn't raise me poorly. And producer Evan just kind of showed up in 1994. Like by a stork. I have three boomer parents. Oh my God, that's right. You do have three boomer parents. 1946, 1949, and 1954 are my three. Oh my God. I had that two mom, lesbian. Okay, 3% from Netflix. Playing on Chrome Stove B. Boston. The... So basically, the um, my thesis statement here is boomers suck and I hate them. <laughs> totally fair. Yeah. And it's, you yeah. know, it is kind of like a sweeping grand statement. And, yeah. you know, like it's it's not fair and, you know, not and hashtag not all boomers. But <laughs> at the same time, the ones that are cool aren't doing enough to stop the shittiest boomers from being shitty so it's just kind of like how do you not pass an indictment off on all of them all together with that criteria so yeah the thing is i have been a little hard on boomers because i did just say i hate them um but we are introducing a new segment on the show and this segment is called what is it it's called pros and cons Okay. Wow. Seriously. 
hilarious. All right, so that's uh, pros and cons, uh, our new segment. And um, so we're going to do a pros and cons on boomers. Ooh. Ooh. All right, so pros. Courtney, what's a pro for boomers, you think? Boring us. Oh, okay. That took me a second. Like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Us. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's basically what they get credit for that. Yeah. At least. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm cool with it. And, um, we would never have been born. We never would have been never born. Never born. We would have been never born. We would have been basically erstwhile aborted. <laughs> and Lord knows. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I would hate to be erstwhile nerborned. Nerborned. Abortion. Oh, too soon. Oh, it's a latte term abortion. (laughs) Latte term abortion. Title of the episode. Wow, nailed it. Yep. Uh, Me, I would say, admittedly, they basically perfected rock music. Like they kind of just, like the 60s and 70s, took it and were like, you know what? We're just going to run with this. We're just going to do a lot of cocaine and yeah. take a lot of this money that record companies gave us and just piss it away on dumb bullshit and then get mad when they try and fuck us over. You know, like that kind of stuff, which like in retrospect, it's like, hey, why did you create this weird album that no one would like because you're a musician? They're like, I don't know, man. It's my freedom. I'm like, well, then just don't. Why do you? What? Why? Why? Why did the Clash need to do Sandinista? Why? <laughs> All right, Courtney, what's another pro for boomers? Mm, well, they made us some money for a while, but and then, well, I guess we're focusing on all the good things, so they did make us some money for a while. All right, so they were good at one point. <laughs> and me, I'm going to say George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. All right, yours are getting specific. I feel like maybe I can I can contribute something more. Yeah. We'll see. Probably not. Joe Montana. Joe Montana. <laughs> is that a boomer? Probably. <laughs> I'm almost certain he is. Um, all right. So Joe Montana. Um, I'm going to say cheers. Oh. Okay. How about microwavable meals? That seems like a boomer thing. It is. But it's, be- but it, like, it's because they had them growing up. But... I think when they were growing <laughs> up, it was always sort of assumed that they were this shame-based thing. And now that everyone has to work all the time because capitalism is dying. Yeah. Now because of the boomer culture. So, yeah. So, basically, boomer culture enabled microwave dinners to become a thing. Cool. All right. So, um, that's the end of our pros section. Oh, great. We got to move on. It's having a really hard time. you get this? Cons. Oh, Ooh, didn't see that coming. All right. So, Courtney, what's a central con of boomers? Um, Mostly climate change. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down destroy the earth for future generations. Yeah. Slash might have hastened the end of humankind. Yeah, probably that. Yeah. And then uh, also Aaron Sorkin. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Like his continued existence um, is on them for sure. How about you? Axel Rose. Is Axel Rose a baby <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I needed to be. Now able to, I'm actually. I want to look up lists of famous baby boomers. No, he's probably. It's yeah, probably like really 60. Close. He was born in 62. Ooh. 
with. I, think, I mean, it's a little fuzzy. Some people seem to put. That's a little fuzzy. Well, let's go. I feel like that's vaguely more Gen X, but I, but I, but I like your boldness. I really want to say John Bon Jovi, but I'm worried that we're going to run into the same problem I think again. You might run into this. Well, yeah. No, let's see. John Apparently, bon Jovi I have might be issues with people age. just younger than. Oh wow! Just... John Bon Jovi's the first bon, uh, John Bon to come up. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah. All right, John Bon Jovi. People Dude. are learning a lot on this episode, and you're welcome. Wikipedia. Yeah, I just I'm doing this now. I don't care. This is the podcast. <laughs> this is the podcast. We you listen to me learn things even. about Bon Jovi. Sixty-two. Oh, I hate dudes that were that try to make rock and roll music from 1962. Let's. I'm going to take one more stab in the dark. One here. more stab, or else you're off the show. Oh God. Oh Lord. Um. Oh. 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 Nixon. Right? Nixon was born in 1975. <laughs> Wait a second. That doesn't Wait. add up for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I'm thinking of, actually. <laughs> Finally, I got one. All and right. that one's a good one. Yeah, that Nixon one's a good one. Nixon was terrible. Wait, but was he a baby boomer? Really? No, he wasn't. He's too old now? Well, yeah, he was born in, let's see, so the years of baby boomers Reagan? are... Reagan? Is Reagan a boomer? Nope. But, so H.W. George W. George, George w. yeah, no, like H.W. was 90. My grandmother's a boomer. Is she? Right? No. What is she doing? 40-something? What is it? It's um yeah it's like yeah it's like forty five to sixty or there. Yeah, I feel like that's why I'm like there's a gap for me because there's probably like not really anybody in my like immediate family. My mom is older or younger than boomers, and my grandmother is like. When was your mom born? We can we sixty three. Okay. Yeah. No, your mom is yeah. So that's why my mom. Yeah, my mom. My mom. My dad are like younger. Than okay. Boomers. So yeah, cut. Let's cut some stuff out and like. I should say George W. Bush. Right. <laughs> but we're going to... But, but we're you gonna, put some of that in. But we're going to leave some of that in because um, Nixon was not a boomer because boomers are born between 1940 and 19, 1945 and 1960. Nixon was born January 9th, 1913. So, yeah, again, I feel like we've somehow um, weighted this negatively toward baby boomers. Ooh. Um, Whoops. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run out to my car real quick. Um, Kid Rock? Is he a baby boomer? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, I don't know why I was like, no. I don't know when Kid Rock was born, but no, like I think um, Probably like, he's um, I think Kid Rock's Gen X. I think I just hate Gen X too. Maybe it just maybe I don't like boomers or Gen X. I'm technically an Xennial, which Ooh. means I identify with Gen X, but I'm also a millennial. It just means I'm old now. Yeah. That it's like, I know how to text, but I'm old. Right. Like, right. I can open the PDF file, but I don't have a TikTok account. Same. <laughs> I think I'm like, I'm somewhere around there, too. I don't even have Snapchat. That's how old I am. Yeah, that is old. Yeah, it is. It's it's really sad. Anyway, um, I, have a, uh, I have a sandwich out in my car, and then when I come back, um, I'm going to uh, see... Well, how, how much you guys have talked? Um, I got a guy coming in here. He is a quintessential boomer. What? There's someone coming in here, but you're going out to your car to eat a sandwich. No, no, no. To bring a sandwich in to eat. Oh, you're just going to get it. Yeah. Well, we I can wait for you to start the interview. With uh, the... no, no, no. You can go ahead and start. Just like oh. we don't have a lot of time, so. 
It's kind of cold out. You're kind of cold out. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna put on this uh hoodie, then. All right. And then walk out and take care of it. Holy shit! Oh my god! It is freezing! Oh god! It is. <sighs> I told him it was cold I, out. Hey. Oh. Hey there. Oh hi. I'm so sorry. I didn't hi. see you there. Hi there. Really snuck up on me. Uh, is this where I'm doing the interview? Uh, yeah, I All right. probably, are you here for bro apocalypse now? Uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm here to talk about how I'm a quintessential baby boomer. Yep. You're in the right place. All right. Terrific. Uh, yeah. My name's Larry Forhammer. Well, this is actually a really a great honor for me because I have just learned in the last two to five minutes how little I know about baby boomer life and who really is a baby boomer and what makes them tick. So I want to use this as an educational moment for me and all of our listeners. Well, I'm more than happy to help you out there. So you don't mind if I ask you a few questions about your experience being a human during a certain time period. I got no problem at all with that. So tell me, um, sorry, your name again? My name is Larry Forhammer. I thought it was Larry. Do you mind if I call you Larry? Uh, not at all. Okay. Uh, so... Don't call me Mr. Forehammer. I'm going to worry my dad's behind me. Okay. Yeah. Nope, I won't do that. All right. So, Lair Dog. Larry. I, I'd appreciate <laughs> it if you didn't call me that. Okay, I won't, I won't do that again. My parents uh, named me Larnold for a reason. Okay, sorry. So, Larry... Thank you. Okay. I'm sorry um, to blow up at you there. No, I'm totally justified. Okay. So, what year were you born? I was born in 1953. 1953? Yes. And uh, that's great. Where, where are you from? Um, I'm kind of an army brat, which is why my accent kind of goes back and forth between, like, a Minnesota accent and then, like, a really bad Chicago accent. So, it's like... I'm going to kind of go back and forth between those because that's kind of where I grew up. I grew up in like the Midwest and like the Southwest and then like the Rust Belt, which is kind of the Midwest. Sounds like a very active childhood. It was. Yeah. Like wow. I got in a lot of fights. Oh, well, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, my elementary school years were kind of unpleasant. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, so what you said, you're an army brat. So your dad was in the military. He was. Yeah. He was a, uh, he was a general, um, in, uh, Quezon or Quezon. I forget what it is over there in Vietnam, but he was oh. one of the generals who was, um, telling them to fight for America and stuff. Wow. That's, yeah. that's must've been really intense for him. It, uh, it was, he was a very quiet man. Um, he never told me he loved me. Or told my mom he loved her. And, um, I mean, he quietly killed himself in his garage. I'm so sorry. To yeah. Hear that. Like we didn't even know he had a secret garage. Wow. That's. Yeah. I'm so, so sorry that you went through that. Yeah. And I had to find out my dad had a secret garage and then that he killed himself in it on the same day. That's a lot. To it was take a lot. In. And you're. So. Uh, your mom, your mother, your... Uh, yeah, my mom is in her 90s now. Oh, she, I'm so glad she's still yeah, with us. That's great. Yeah, yeah, she's, uh, she's still with us. Um, yeah, she's been through a lot with my dad owning a secret garage and killing himself in it and all. But, you know, I mean, like, but like other stuff, too. Um, yeah, but she's a really strong lady. She's a really good lady. And uh, I do love her. 
even though I don't see her that often anymore because she's in a home. Oh, well, you know, I'm sure that she knows that you love her. She doesn't know a lot anymore. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, she's in her 90s. So, you know, it's kind of it's kind of skater shot. So tell me more about your life. All right, uh, my what, life. Um, you know, now that you are a grown-up man and maybe you had a job, what did you do? Well, like, um, after I graduated high school, um, I played rhythm guitar for Super Tramp. Really? Yeah, like... Uh, you were in Supertramp? I was, but we didn't really sell a lot of records at that point. It was only after I left that they did that uh, Goodbye Stranger and all that stuff with, like, the lady and the waitress outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that was... That was that was long after I left. And wow. then... um, But then, like, after I left there, I played bass in an early lineup of Speedwagon. That's uh, Ario Speedwagon to you. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I am familiar. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, like the thing is, like right before REO Speedwagon blew up, um, I got kicked out for getting busted for coke 56 times. Oh, well, that's a lot of times. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, mean, in retrospect, I mean, both um, Super Tramp and Speedwagon, that's REO Speedwagon, mm. were really patient with me. But, yeah. um, you know, like... After a certain point, like fifty six times, they're like, you, you gotta, you gotta, like, you gotta clean yourself up. We don't really know if you can be reliable anymore because you just keep getting arrested for doing cocaine. So I hope you did ultimately clean yourself up. Oh, Seems I, like you're doing pretty well now. I'm doing all right now. Yeah, I went to rehab in the late seventies and early eighties, and um, I got into business from there, um, and I co-founded Bain Capital. Oh, yeah. What's which, that? Um, it's a venture capitalism firm oh. um, that most famously was run by a former presidential candidate, Mitt Romney. Oh, yeah. Great and guy. Um, speaking of Mitt Romney, I had a cocaine relapse and got into a fight with him in the oh, uh, TGI Fridays in Times Square. At so, a TGI um, Fridays? Yeah, I got fired from that job after that and kind of went on a bender. Um, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. But then I got sober again in the mid 80s after that fight with Mitt Romney. Oh, thank God. Yeah. And um, and I founded a company that uh, focused on the wholesale distribution of industrial interrogation sex. And um, and uh, what? The, yeah, like the U.S. bought tons of those um, so that they could overthrow democratically elected socialist presidents in Latin America. So it was like I got right in on the ground floor of the interrogation sack business. Wow. So like I made a lot of money off that. Oh. Well, yeah. That sounds like a noble profession. I mean, it's. I guess. I mean, I think it is. I'm helping America win freedom and such. Right. Yeah. And then from there, um, I had my own talk radio show um, in the 90s. You had a talk radio show? I did, yeah. You've done I, a lot of things. I tried I mean, to do, yeah, yeah. Well, I got a boomer. Boomers, life. Baby boomers all have really rich lives. Wow. I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize that that like was a commonality that you shared. It's just all of them have these rich tapestries of lives where they like weren't exploiting people. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that there was never any of that. Never any of it. Yeah. Like we were always great. So yeah, but I had a talk show in the late '90s. Um, well, no, I'm sorry, like early '90s, called uh, No PC. Yeah, you know me. 
Um, um, oh, that yeah. I, get, I get it. Yeah, yeah. which, um, of course, despite referencing a Naughty by Nature song, I never had any, um, as you millennials call it, people of color on my show. Yeah, that is what we do <laughs> say. You know us. Yeah. Being politically correct. Yeah, so it's just like, even though it was a Naughty by Nature reference, um, I didn't have any You could, though, people. have had, uh, you know, a I could have, but I just. Your- I didn't want to offend anybody, by which I mean I didn't want anyone to call me on my shit. Oh, sorry, I didn't know if you could curse on this show. You can say anything you want. I mean, no, don't. I mean, you can say that, but don't say anything you want. Ball sex. Oh, well, that's okay, too. Okay, uh, yeah. All right, yeah, I figured that'd be fine. (laughs) All right. And then from there, I ran an unsuccessful campaign for governor of Ohio. Oh. Yeah. Ohio's kind of... uh, national treasure in a way i mean i would call ohio a national treasure people but a lot really of people like would call it. ohio a methed out cesspool right of people who are dying of heroin overdoses a lot of people would yeah a lot of people people are talking like our president says people are talking wow people are saying this people are saying this and that yeah i'm doing an impression of my uncle Vinny. Oh, wow. People are saying There's, this about it. You, you do a lot. Of, I didn't know you did impressions, Yeah, too. I do a bit of impressions. Is I did some stand-up in the 80s yep, there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, like when I was when I was doing, um, yeah, like when I was doing coke after I fought Mitt Romney in the TGF Fridays in Times Square, mm-hmm. um, like, uh, yeah, I did a lot of coke and I did a bunch of stand-up. Um, George Carlin once called me offensive and I need to do anything else. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of was known for being offensive. He was so known that's for saying being a offensive. Lot. But yeah, after I uh, after I ran for governor and failed because I didn't really get any votes. Oh, um, that's too bad. You know, like the turn of the century happened and I voted for George W. Bush because I still think it was the right thing to do. Well, what what made you vote for George W.? Well, the first time it was because... You know, he just, he wanted smaller government, and I thought my radio show would keep being popular, and I'd still have a lot of money. Right. Of course, I know after I voted for him, there was the dot-com crash, which really, really cleaned me out, because I had built my entire portfolio on Pets.com stock. Like, just Ooh, all of it. see that happen. Yeah, I spent $190,000 on Pets.com stock. Wow. And uh, I lost... million in that. Ouch. Yeah, that's math. It's a major loss. So, yeah, but then I voted for George W. Bush the second time. And let me tell you why. September 11th, 2001. And of course, I have to ask, where were you on September 11th? I was in Radio Shack looking for a mini disc player. And I heard someone mention what was going on. So I went to the nearest Applebee's. And I just had Coors Light after Coors Light as I watched America be attacked. Wow, that is really beautiful. I was a changed man after that. I believe it. I feel changed after hearing that. Yeah. I I started wearing suits all the time. I had serious opinions about nuking Iraq and uh, the capital gains tax. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Of course. That's what 9-11 did to me. Like, I was like, we got to do something about this capital gains tax. It's double taxation. Right, of course. Yeah. Ooh, hey, no one likes that. No one. You know, I wonder where Sean ended up. Did he get lost outside? or have you, Do you see Sean out there? 
I've been sitting here the whole time. I don't Sean, know what, what? You're talking about. Yeah. What the? I'm just. Where, how, did I'm you, taking you, it in. You came in from the other door and was like, had been just sitting behind that sofa this whole time. Yeah, I just watched my car to get a sandwich. But why were you sitting like that? Um, because I was eating a sandwich. Weird. Yeah. Okay, well, did, have you met our guest? His name is Larry. Yeah. Yeah, I met Larry. Yeah, uh, this Sean guy. Yeah, I met him. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just wanted to be upfront with everybody. <laughs> Like, this wasn't just, like, uh, he Sorry. brought me in at the last second. Right. You guys met before. Yeah, we did. Got you. I'm a big fan of his accent. Because it's like, I don't you really like know it. where it's from. You know. You can't tell where it's, it's going, really where accurate. it came from. No. It's like, it's, it's like he's doing accents challenged. from places that the person who's doing them has never been to. Right. It sounds vaguely like Well, that. I'm not doing an accent. This is kind of how I just talk. So, all right. Basically... I want to wrap up my my boomer history list. You do, okay. Thank you. Yeah, because what else do you want to leave us with? What other what other pertinent information do we need to know about boomers? How can we better understand you? You can better understand boomers by by copping to the fact that Barack Hussein Obama was the worst president in the history of the United States, if not the worst leader in the history of being in charge. Get out. Just go. I didn't like that movie. All right. Get. I mean, like, look, Obama's still running FEMA camps, even though he's not president anymore. You know, he's doing it with his Netflix I just, money. I really, is this happening now? I think, you know, thank you for the interview, and uh, we are really grateful for everything that you did. All right, look, can I just, say, can I just say a couple more things? No, I'll stay off the politics. Can't. You can't do it. You're done. I'll stay off the politics. Sean, can we get this guy out of here or what? He's out. I want to ask him some questions about his family real quick. You do? Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm no, I'm over it. Courtney, I'm going to need you to ask the question, though. <laughs> what is the question? Ask him about his family. Well, what about your family, dog? I got a varied family. Uh, I've been married four times. Uh, they tell me if I get married a fifth time, I get a free sandwich. Um, and I have four kids, two of whom still talk to me. Wow, that you're doing pretty good compared to most dads. Yeah, yeah. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> commentary. That is some commentary right there. Oopsie. Um, but yeah, I just thank you, Sean, for very politely um, bringing me back on the show after uh, Courtney and producer Evan over there tried to pull a coup. Um, because I just wanted to say... I just wanted to say, first of all, speaking of coups, what the Democrats are trying to do to our great President Trump is disgraceful. Oh, Lord. And also, if as a baby boomer, and admittedly, I'm significantly more interesting than anyone who was born after 1980, um, if there's anything I wish, it's that young people would be more respectful and sort of just generally bow down to whatever I say or think and not only agree wow. with what I have to say, but congratulate me for thinking it. So it's just like, if there's anything your generation could do, it's congratulate me on everything I've done and continue to do in perpetuity. Well, congratulations and everything else you just said also. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go get in my uh, Mercedes that I bought with Social Security checks that you guys are paying for. Cool. Because I have such a huge retirement account 
because of all the money I did and only wasted most of it on cocaine. It's fine. I don't even have a car, but that's oh, fine. Yeah. I don't need my money. All right. Well, before I go, I, I mean, I kind of know the area we're in right now. Do you have a Coke guy? Oh, my God. Seriously. No, I mean, I'm just, um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, sorry. I'm asking for a friend. You're like literally on our podcast right now. His like, people are gonna probably hear this. His name's uh, Gary. You gave your full name. <laughs> no, are you okay? No, I'm fine. I'm <laughs> fine. I just wanted to help my friend Gary out, and I knew it'd be kind of awkward. So you know what? You know what? You know what? Snowflake. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm getting in my Mercedes Benz, and I am driving elsewhere. Well, that's fine. Okay, Boomer. I thought you were sick of that. Not anymore. Wait. Oh, no. Sean, please. I'm not getting that. Hi, Courtney. It's me. Fred Schneider's No, back? it's Cousin Gary. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hi. I was just wondering if you have any cocaine. What? Why does everyone keep asking me while I'm on a microphone if I have any illicit drugs? I don't, by the way. I record. sent my friend Larry over to grab me some. Okay. <laughs> he knows the area better than me. Wow. I don't actually have any or know of anyone. Should I text him no. right now? Yeah. <laughs> please do. Please just, I need, yes, please just text, get, text Larry. The two of you can go meet at Applebee's. There's one very nearby. That's a lie. I mean, Hadley's pretty close. No, it's not. Well, whatever. It's like 25 minutes away. Go fly a kite. I will once I get some cocaine. I don't have any for the last time. All right, let me text Larry. All right, that's my, that's wow. my, that's my Uncle Gary. I, he looks so much like Fred Snyder at first. He does. It's kind of a weird thing that they're together. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, to wrap up the show as we always do, um, uh, I'm going to give 1998 Sean a directive, and that is... Don't trust anyone over 30 until you turn 30. Then just kind of trust everyone on a person-by-person basis. That's good. Yeah. That's a really good one. Larry just got back to me. Oh, no. Sean, you really need to get a new lock. You need to get a new lock. Okay. Sean, what do you think about that? Help. I don't know. I'm cool with it. Help me. (laughs) No, thank you. Oh, God. Anyway, I'm going to go get some coke. I've been hanging out with Fred a lot, so now I kind of talk like him. Wow. He's never off. Okay, yeah. He's always like this. (laughs) Wow, I am so confused about who you are now, but I really hope... I wish you the best on all of your coke-finding endeavors. Thank you. And I hope to God that you won't ever ask me again... Specifically, not while I'm on a microphone. Can I get your phone number? No. Oh. I do not want you to have it. Sean. Can you send me Courtney's phone number? Please don't do it or our friendship is in jeopardy. Uh, sure. Yeah, sure I won't. Um... Uh, Uncle Gary, uh, you can go ahead and... Yeah, like we need to, like we need to wrap up the podcast, so... Uh, Courtney, can you help me close up here? I'm just going to text someone real quick. Oh my God. Yeah, I, for sure. What do you, what do you, oh, um, uh, did you get a new phone? 
I'm just asking because I'm curious. No, what? You know, I sent you my new number. Oh, okay. Um, like, would you be able to tell if I forwarded that to anyone? Wait, what? I just got a text from a number I don't know that said, do you have any Coke? Were do you know any, anything about that? Like, were there any, like, clap emojis in it? There were four clap emojis. Okay, yeah, that's, uh, that's Gary. <laughs> Gary. Do <laughs> you have any Coke? Smiley face. I'm sorry, did you say you had Coke? <laughs> oh, my God, I thought you were gone. I was. Briefly. Fred's in the car and he's getting angry at me. I really wish you didn't have my phone number. I'll forget it. Okay, great. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, Courtney. That was weird. Courtney, um, can you shut like can you shut your phone off? Yeah, I'm gonna. I am gonna turn it off because I don't want to hear from anybody else about what drugs I do or do not have. Oh shit, my phone's ringing. Oh. Hey, what's up, Uncle Gary? Oh my god, why would you pick it up? Um. So we gotta go, guys. Um, but. All right, so Courtney doesn't have any Coke, so I'm just going to put I this out there. I don't have any, no. Does anyone have any Coke for my Uncle Larry? Gary, not my Uncle Larry. Ah, oh, shit. Fred Schneider wasn't supposed to know about that. Oh, my God. What is going on? Sexuality is a spectrum, I can't Courtney. believe what you just... What? Larry Really? Turned? Gary and Larry? Yeah. Wow. They met in a bathhouse. I thought that Larry said he was happily married. He said he's been married four times. Right. Uh, you know, honestly, I kind of stopped listening to him. Because he was terrible. Yeah, mostly. he was. Like, I just, I saw him in a Marshalls. That's how you met that guy? Yeah. He just, like, he just, like, wouldn't stop talking to me, so I just put him in the car. And then you let him be on the podcast? I mean, yeah. He kind of what seemed else are we supposed vaguely to racist. I mean. I mean, Courtney, judging on the ride home, it was a lot more than vaguely. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. He has opinions. And then you let him on the podcast? Good thing he didn't say anything. Yeah, I, he seemed kind of polite. Like, he's from the Midwest or the Southwest. Or he did have like a sort maybe of kind of like a Rust Belt or like Minnesota. Midwestern like hospitality. Times. Is that what they call it? Yeah, it's like Canadian. Yeah. They're basically like Canada. Well, they're basically a Canada, right? Oh. oh. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> Nailed him. Yep. Anyway, so for for Brapocalypse now, I'm Sean. That's Courtney. Fuck you, Canada. Yeah, seriously, fuck you guys. Canada's just fine. Oh my god. Canada is fine. Canada is fine. We I like Alberta. Good. Yeah, that does actually sound like it. Calgary. Yeah. That sounds like it's gonna be a real DJ song. <laughs> I like. <laughs>